shore where the mountains meet the sea in a clapboard shack by a broken down tree there's a light in the window just salty gals inside i'm not sure if they're witches but you know that's implied got the storytelling ego swelling pillow talking moonlight walking sea Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. I'm Chris Jeffa. And I'm Katie Norgren. And with us this week is, uh, I want to call you a local favorite, but that makes you sound like a weird food item. Uh, ah. Fabulous comedian, nutritionist, all kinds of amazing things. Host of the Retail Nightmares Podcast. Oh, yeah. Alicia Tobin is with Hi. us today. Burp! <laughs> <laughs> is that from all of the good, good kombucha you're eating? Drinking? Eating? Eating. Mmm, scobies. It's, yum. Yeah. <laughs> It's the chunky kind with texture. Barf, 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 barf. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, I made sure to get the ones that didn't have the goop, because I didn't want to strain them before we drank them. I always just eat the goop now. <laughs> Why Come did you on, just guys. say barf, then? <laughs> well, I imagined it being like, it was sort of like the bubble tea of kombucha. Yeah, like you that had would to be chew and disgusting. Why well, yeah, don't mind the slime balls. I don't like the goop. I don't like the no, goop. No, it took me a long time to get... Used to it, and if I have one that's particularly goopy and the the mother or the scoby gets stuck to my face when I'm drinking, <laughs> would it get I think it would only happen it? when it ha- it would only happen if I, there's someone in the room I wanted to have sex with. <laughs> <laughs> like you're drinking it out of a trough? How is it getting no, out to your face? No, because the, the GTs always has the the mother inside of yeah, it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. then at the bottom sometimes it's like really snotty. Yeah, that's the one that I strain usually before I drink yeah, it. Yeah, I just go for it. I only get that one if it's on sale. I don't care for this. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. We went into slime. Based reporting very early on. <laughs> this has been slime reports. <laughs> what have you What have you been up to, Chris? Since we since last we talked so long ago. Yeah, um, I had some time off finally, which was really delightful. I've been working constantly on like weekends and everything, and so last night I was like, all I want to do is drink box wine and play The Sims, and I totally, totally did that until three in the morning. I'm so, so proud of you for living your dream. Yeah, uh, just like extremely watered down white wine spritzers, and I made uh, a version of The Good Place TV show, but on Sims. It was pretty great. So I'm basically, good. I'm writing fan fiction. <laughs> Very elaborately. Yeah. <laughs> you really are playing God in this scenario. Yeah, it's really awesome. And I, like, I haven't been torturing them or anything. I just want them to have a nice life. You just want them to kiss. <laughs> yeah, that's the ultimate fantasy. You want all your sims to kiss and then die in a pool when you remove the ladder for you them to You know what? Get out. They changed that hack. Oh, so you can't murder your children anymore? Not in the, not in the pool you can't. Um, oh. <laughs> you gotta get more creative. There's probably other ways, but now they just, like, hold onto the side and, like, jump themselves out. What? Uh, they have self-preservation abilities? No, they don't Fuck. have to use a ladder anymore, so you can't just let them, like, swim until they die. You can't die. just kill them. Well, that's awful. That's too bad. Yeah. Oh, we both had very different reactions <laughs> to this. <laughs> I'm, I used to be more sadistic with Sims, and now I'm just like, I just want them to be happy. Mm. I just want to fulfill all their needs, and I want them to get their dreams, and I want them to build their skills. and just need to have like, a baby. Their careers like, Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. It's not time to have babies yet. <laughs> I'm busy. I'll just play video games. Yeah, you can have video it's like game a baby. babies. Mm-hmm. It's like a baby. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly the same, right? Parents listening? Yeah. yeah. You just, yeah. uh, you know, you have a meter that tells you exactly what their need is, and then you can fulfill it. And... There's never any confusion, and it's yeah. totally fun and awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, pretty good. Yeah, it's good. Let's do it. I don't like it. No, me neither. Yeah, how was your week? Oh, fine. Um, there was, I saw a car that made me very angry. Oh. <laughs> I wanted to fight the car. <laughs> Not I was driving. In the car? No, I was driving behind the car, and I like just very kind of casually noticed the decals that they have on the back. Like I hate. I just have a visceral reaction to the family decals. Yes. The people like there's no reason for it. it's fine. Like do it. I don't care. My brother has it on his van. It's like their Han Solo and Princess Leia and like a tiny Princess Leia yeah, or something no like that. St- no stomach for it. <laughs> I don't either, but I gotta give Chris his due. He's a nice fella, but it's, <laughs> they're dumb. The decals are very dumb. And so I saw this very ugly car with a decal that said, off the market in pink and the O was an engagement ring. Wow, cool. Cool. And then on the top, there was it said hashtag mom life heart. She nice. already had a baby and she's still able to get married. She's not like trash Oh my now. God. Or she got the engagement <laughs> decal first then they got married. She didn't get a decal for that. Maybe I got foolish. it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So this is what happened. <laughs> During conception. <laughs> the, at the moment of conception. The man put a, peen, a ring on his penis. <laughs> And then he put it, hold on. I'm listening. Put it, 
put it inside of her. Okay. And then it ended up that the baby grew with a ring around <laughs> its finger. Okay. And when the baby came out, he asked, he popped the question. To the baby? To the mama. <laughs> okay. That's a pretty elaborate engagement, mm-hmm. like, oh my God. Promposal. Yeah. Do you write for The Bachelor? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, this makes sense now. I am The Bachelor. You are <laughs> The Bachelor. <laughs> The Uber Bachelor, oh the God. Uber Bachelor. Have you seen the new Canadian Bachelor? I saw a preview for it. He's like uh, Eric Northman, the uh, True Blood uh, Vampire of Canada. He's very, very tall. He has a beard, though, doesn't he? Strangely, disproportionately mm. beautiful body. Okay. <laughs> he's an attractive fellow. Mm. He's can, he's all Canadians. Teeth, something's a little bit off. He's got too much teeth. A little bit too much teeth. His chin's maybe not as strong as it could be. He's okay. perfect. He's, yeah. he's a perfect Canadian. Like very good looking, but you're something. Like if he grabbed a tree, he could just like crush the trunk and it would fall yeah. over. Okay, yeah. Or that's if he what grabbed you your pussy, you'd be just like, Psh, oh orgasm. my god, orgasm. <laughs> oh my god, the, having the p word come out of you this early in the day is like but the greatest thing. I, I get feel, up at six. I feel awake and alive now. Oh my god, you got up at six today, so three hours after you went to bed playing The Sims. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you have a dog to take care of, so. Sure do. Sure do. How is Hank? He's okay. He's good. He's, uh, he goes for these treatments, uh, which you guys know about. He goes to Squamish for a special treatment every three weeks mm-hmm. because he has a very... Uh, Janky leg. <laughs> two, actually. It's uh-huh. two. So they saw improvement, which is great. And his mm-hmm. spine is starting to straighten out. And oh. it was. It's, I felt very optimistic when I left. Um, and uh, our friend Graham Clark drove me there. Um, so it's a very long drive, like mm-hmm. just for one vet visit, it's basically five hour commitment. So mm-hmm. it's really nice. Uh, Katie Ellen Humphreys took me up one time and then my co-ghost from my podcast, Jessica took me another time. So we've got one more visit and uh, people are lining up to take us to spot. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> nice. So it's very sweet. sweet. You really um, did name three perfect angels just yeah, now. I know. And Morgan Brayton just put her name in the hat. Oh, I was like, God. I'd love to spend five hours with Morgan. I never see her. Yeah. She's the greatest. She's great. She's a great person. She is an incredible balance between a, somebody who is extremely talented and uh, can create this amazing art and, and selfless. Yeah. She does not she's exist. So community often. minded. Yeah. She's within. so community minded. I love her. She's yeah. been a guest on this show mm-hmm. before. We'll have her again. I get to be on an event with her. She's, Do you? she's emceeing a labor appreciation dinner that I'm playing cello at. Oh, <laughs> so nice. Great. Yeah. Excellent. So now what's a Give- cello? <laughs> it's a very big violin. It's the big violin one that you sit down and you put big it between violin, your legs. Big violin. <laughs> yep. That's how it plays. It's got a, it does have a keyboard. Okay. You're totally correct. Amazing. Amazing. Does it have a crank on it that you crank in and then it and plays then you beautiful fart. music and then you fart? I have a crank on, on my hand and when you crank it, I toot. Yeah. <laughs> your part hurt. <laughs> I'm so immature. I love this so much. It's like a hurdy-gurdy, but it's your butt. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to join Arcade Fire and tour with them, aren't you? Mm-hmm, yeah. Hurdy-turdy. Hurdy-turdy. You did it. You did it. I truly did it. The hurdy-turdy man. There's a lot oh to look goodness. at in your house. Yeah. There appears to be a discarded microphone. Yeah. Like a sad robot. What, how about up here? In the corner. <laughs> what? There's quite a few. Your house is like a total East Van house. Really How long have you lived here for? Ed's lived here for 20 years. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't, I wasn't even sure it was this house because the numbers are so worn in the front. Yeah. Yeah, and I look back at your message, you're like, no, as so I was across the street at the other house, I was like, oh, you got the wrong house. So I look across the street, I'm like, that has to be the house. It is the house. It's yeah. the very one. It's extremely overgrown and... It's wonderful. Like, it's like a place where magic happens. I don't think anyone's looked behind the fridge for like probably 40 years. <laughs> oh, what must be back there? I have fear. <laughs> it's like a Pierre Berton story is happening behind the fridge Someone's right now. It's the secret world of... Fr- no! No! <laughs> I meant a children's story. I was just going to guess a petrified mouse. Oh, yeah, almost certainly. Well, we when Raised I was... up to the as the ant king. <laughs> this may surprise you, but we haven't had mice. <laughs> really? You couldn't tell by looking at the house, but we I've haven't had any. I've never not had mice in oh, yeah. one of my places. Oh, yeah? They just follow you? Mm-hmm. It's just Vancouver. One place. A place. On. You're totally like a Snow White for <laughs> I am a little bit of a Snow White. Like, they just, people have pointed that out. attracted to you. Um, <laughs> but it's an East Van thing. No, I had them in the West End, mm-hmm. and I lived in a really old building there uh, with landlords that did nothing about stuff, except mm-hmm. they really liked smoking, and they only gave apartments to attractive young women, mm-hmm. so I felt good hey. about myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, when the guy in the laundry room was like, oh, I see you're a new tenant, clearly, and I was like, I'm trying to wash my panties <laughs> in private. 
it. Um, I've lived in like like beautiful places that have had rats and mice, mm-hmm. squirrels. It's just nature's amazing. Well, if they're smart animals and they, they, need, they want to get inside. Yeah. I love urban wildlife, but that's probably because I live on the 16th floor of a concrete apartment building. Yes. Yeah, and the only rats in my house are there because I told them to be. Oh, yeah, you have a pet rat, right? I have two pet rats, yeah. What are their names? Freya and Minerva. Hmm. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. Seems fancy. Um, <laughs> last night, uh, Hank and I encountered the same beautiful skunk twice. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, lots of skunks in my neighborhood. And I was really worried for the past few months about coyotes in the neighborhood because mm-hmm. they're prevalent. Um, but I now have to also be careful of how many skunks we have. Yeah. And the skunk that I saw twice last night must be like advancing in age. He was so fluffy and so regal. <laughs> and their faces are just a beautiful sort of triangular shape with a blunt they're end. They're so cute. They're so really, cute. really cute. And, it's uh, dangerous. I hate them so much, though, because they smell so bad. They do smell so strongly, <laughs> and it's a, not an unusual smell to permeate uh, the old house that I live in. Because like, is that so many. weed, or is it a skunk? Or is it or coffee? Is it Sometimes it smells a bit like coffee, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did start this podcast out before we started recording saying I have a terrible sense of smell. <laughs> it's just I'm not good at telling what up. things are. Yeah, I'm like, is that coffee or is it a skunk? Yeah. So far, Hank's avoided getting skunks? He just... No- Hank is in, like, a process of noticing things. He has great eyesight. He has great hearing. But he's a puppy. Like, he's a, a year and a couple of days, actually. He's a dummy. Yeah, so he's still a dummy. And he doesn't know... He just realized squirrels go up. Because he would see one and then not see one. He's like, oh, doy. I just want to eat that one. And then, so yeah, yesterday he, he noticed a skunk for the first time. And, like, just watching this animal's mind get blown. And plus, what a skunk must smell like to an animal that has, like... A good sense of smell. A great oh, sense shit. of smell, yeah. So I let him bork at this skunk because I wanted the skunk to know we were there. And for us not to surprise him because... We can't go up and down hills with his leg injury, so we can only pass by the skunk. So I was like, let's scare him. And Hank's like, warf, warf. And the skunk was like, eh, I guess I'll move. And it ambled away regally. They're so beautiful. They, they're so cute when they walk to you because they just go like, bump, 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 bump. I know you think they're gross, but that's how my rats walk if they're not rushing. What, <laughs> super do, cute. what is the natural predator of a skunk? Um, like everything? Coyote, maybe? What do you think? But... Why do know. they not get Gar- Garbage sprayed? truck? Yeah. Tr- cars. Car. Yeah. That's usually how I see them be dead, is car. So sad. So, so sad. Maybe some kind of a bird of prey? Maybe. Maybe. Something with large talons? No. They have to be really big. Yeah. Hmm. An eagle? I don't know. Also, really. skunks are um, nighttime animals, and birds are daytime animals. Right. Big so. owl. Just a really fucking Really owl. big owl. Yeah. Big Owl? I bet an Owl. Big Owl. Would... Like big that owl. show, Big Owl. Like that show, Big Owl, starring Bill Owl Paxton. <laughs> he died. That's sad. I'm sorry. That was a real reach. We podcasted twice in one weekend. It's, there's no more gold it's left so in It's so hard to podcast two days in a row. Jessica and I just did 12 episodes in three weeks. Oh, my God. That's was, nuts. She's end, going like, on tour, I guess. to talk about. She's going on tour then? Mm-hmm. She'll be back soon. Cool, cool, cool. I've had a month off. Where I'm like, I don't have anything to talk about anymore. I don't see anybody anymore. <laughs> Just stay at home. Yeah, you were saying you've been hermiting a little bit. <laughs> My natural inclination is to hermit. Mm-hmm. But the combination of having to be around to carry Hank up and down stairs and take him out for 10-minute walks and that and, like, not podcasting. And I haven't really booked any comedy shows and not into dating right now, so... Uh, when I hang out with my friends, I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Do you forget how to speak English sometimes? No, no. Like, I will keep talking, too. Okay. No substance. <laughs> no substance. Do you know the skunk I saw recently? That was my story for the whole podcast. <laughs> was, okay. <laughs> well, we're just going to be all, all filler, no like, killer. I was like, i got to tell them that skunk story. Ugh. And then I did. <laughs> I, I don't live in East Van anymore, but when I did, I lived in that shithole uh, basement suite on mm-hmm. 18th, remember? It sucked. Uh, but there was always skunks at the back, which is the easiest way to get in without the landlady like being snooty and watching everything I was doing. And That's how was... you would sneak out to smoke weed. <laughs> That's how I would sneak out to smoke weed. Uh, she's like, I think you're smoking marijuana in the house. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm not. I'm terrified of you. I would never do that. But she, yeah, she was just Man, very, she's like, are you a prostitute? There's a lot of men that come here. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, she asked me if we were running like a low-grade brothel, which was really cool. Low-grade? Uh, well, I mean, there's only two of us, and they like there was not that many men, but there was enough that she was like, "You must be being paid for this." Wait a second, we gotta go back. <laughs> okay, let's go back. So, uh, you rented an apartment on 18th Avenue in East Van. Yeah. Uh, what was the cross street? St. George. 
Okay. Pretty close to Fraser, so. In between yeah. Fraser and Maine, yeah. I know exactly where that is, because yes. that's my neighborhood. Um, then the landlady. <laughs> how many people were living in the apartment? It was just me and my friend Ashley. Okay. So, you weren't allowed to smoke weed in your apartment. <laughs> no, that's so a fairly were, common Yeah, so you would sneak out and smoke weed. Yeah, like down the street to T-Swamp Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that place. Um, Great name. Makes no sense. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. But it's a sweet little park. It is. And then you would have friends over, and she asked you if you're prostitutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Because we had male friends coming by, or boyfriends, or something like that. So she's like, "Are you guys prostitutes?" She. It was very interesting when we first moved in. Just like that dude is so she, Well, she was okay. So she was a widow. Uh, she was South Asian, and she had daughters that did not spend enough time with her. So she's like, "You guys can be my daughters." When we oh. moved in, we're like, "That's." tough. Fun boundaries. But that was during, um, it was like September we were looking for a place and it was back in 2007 when there was like a like 0% vacancy basically. Like it was such a scramble to find a place that we were so happy that someone would let us move in. And it was $1,200 a month for a two bedroom. So we're like, let's do this. And yeah, she's like, you guys can be like my daughters. It's your first time moving out. That's so exciting. And was it your first time moving out? It was my first time moving oh. out. At 22, which is kind of old for the first time, but no. not anymore. But not at all. but at the time, it felt like I was because you you'd been doing it for five years. <laughs> Don't hold me up on a pedestal, Katie. I'm just extra amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, yeah. So and she was she just like immediately was like, "What are you doing? What is all this? What is all the?" And I was in a band with four men at the time, and they would come over to my house to watch movies to and have stuff, sex. Like, to have sex with me and give me money for it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's ever paid me anything for it. I don't even get free dinners for it as a general rule. I'm just bad at it. You're not it's bad. hard. You have to. <laughs> Wait a second. Nope. What? Nothing. Wait a second. Wait a moment. Did you guys smooch once? Once. once. <laughs> <laughs> Cute. Cute. Yeah. She we did so blushy. I did. I'm so right. sweaty now. I'm like, see, I'm a total prude. I'm bad at sex and I can't charge people money for it. Yeah. So that's my situation. So we're like, no, we're not running a brothel. But we're very grateful to get out of that rental situation and into better ones. So. Oh, man. The rental situation in Vancouver. I am in an amazing situation uh, for the first time. and uh, You have a horrible landlord. I have a lovely he's, landlord. He's the worst person. And uh, they are so. friends. So it's very, you know, it's like an oldies van house and something goes wrong and gets fixed. And I don't have to have a weird conversation with somebody who doesn't want to fix stuff, which mm-hmm. is great. Mm-hmm. And um, awesome. And you don't want to be in that position where it's like, oh, if I ask them to fix this, maybe they'll kick me out. Mm-hmm. And so then you never let anything get fixed. 100%. <laughs> so it's just, um, the stories, they're, they've gotten so old. They've gotten so old hearing like what people have to go through to pay, you know, 50% of their wage mm-hmm. wages to live a substandard existence <laughs> um, in the city, which is, yeah, I... I really see why people leave, and I think mm-hmm. it's just a decision where you're like, I want more mm-hmm. of something different. Mm-hmm. Like here, you have a great life. Yeah, you have a great life, but you there's a lot of things you can't do. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. true. Yeah, and I, I I see that as somebody who lives in like relative privilege for sure. I do, uh, and but I have to live in the U.S. to do it. Like I can't live in East Van. I can't buy a place to live here. Did you buy your place? We did. We bought it two years ago, though. Okay. Oh, no, three years ago. So yeah. it was still, like, kind of almost a little bit affordable for one second. Yeah, and but we jumped through good. the window at that point, and then it slammed shut behind us, and we're like, oh, fuck. This is where you live now forever. <laughs> this yeah, is, this, this is, is, is where we live now forever, and we have yeah. assets but no disposable income, basically. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I had to just not go out for the last month, pretty much, just so I could pay off my credit card and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's like, I think that's just very tough. common, though. I really yeah. like talking about it because, like, it, any like anything that happens in my life, I need to, like, something happens to the dog or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sick for a period of time. That will derail me mm-hmm. for a while because, like, just everything is like, I just make enough yeah. to live well if nothing goes wrong yeah. Yeah. and not save money. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't that's... have any assets, and I'm like... Mm-hmm. I'm over 40 now, and so that, it does, it does come up a lot for me. Like, what's this look like? And I think New West mm-hmm. is amazing, and I think it's an amazing city, and it's only going to get better. Yeah. And there's places in Vancouver where, you know, I just wish that, uh, I just wish it was easier for people. Mm-hmm. I wish it all of it was on. easier for people. Yeah. I'm just going to have to eat those rich people. Yeah, and then I feel like also people have become very apologetic for having things that 
You shouldn't be like you shouldn't apologize for owning a home. Yeah, and I feel very apologetic about it. But I also <laughs> I feel apologetic people... about everything. Okay. I'm like so sorry about I work with I'm someone sorry who's you have like to apologetic. Be here right now. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Sunday's my favorite day to do nothing, but I'm having a lovely time. <laughs> Thank God. Um yeah, I don't know. It's just uh I'm I want real conversations about what people's experiences are. So Yeah. That's why we started a, a yeah. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, we we it's love talking about this kind of stuff. Housing here is really challenging. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, like, we recognize the privilege that we have, and then when you kind of break it down and compare it to our peers across the country, mm-hmm. you know, it varies. Oh, is yeah. this mm-hmm. Is this a life? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people I know that live in Montreal, they have, like, houses. Yeah, and I have friends that live in Montreal that can't sell their house. Yeah. Because, you know, and they've invested really heavily, and they can't sell it for what it's worth, because mm-hmm. no one's willing to pay that much money there. So you yeah. can get locked in there, too. Totally. Canada, man. Yeah. Although, like, my friend has a million-dollar home, so I'm like, well. Yeah, I don't feel that bad for you. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about you right now. Um, yeah. But, I like, do. Vancouver, I guess it's just, like, what is it? It's so beautiful, but, like, people still, they come here from everywhere. Yeah. And really love living here, and nobody wants to leave because it's beautiful. Like, there's a lot that I give up for this place. Oh, yeah. Because it's just so close to, like, all the things that I love. Yeah, but the things that were beautiful are beautiful about Vancouver are we're always here. Mm-hmm. It's not, people are not making it more beautiful. They're not creating a more accessible city. That's Ooh. very true. Yeah. So we're just paying more and more to have the things that were already here to begin with. Yeah. So I don't know. So supply and demand, I guess, is just that the, the demand is increasing so much that there's only so much that can be supplied. So it just mm-hmm. gets jacked up and jacked up and jacked up in price. And then cool people get, artists especially, get priced out, right? Mm-hmm. We're all artists here, aren't we? We definitely are. I really had had a moment to think about like how Vancouver actually has a pretty thriving comedy scene. I, I when you, when you're in something, it's sort of hard to like stick your head up and just see how it is in relation to other places. And I didn't realize that we were so lively and like that we had like a bunch of really really talented people because. I'm just here. Like, I don't really go to other places all that often. I go to Portland, but, like, it's it's also a really good city for comedy. So Mm. I can't imagine living somewhere else and getting the same opportunities, like, within Canada, except Toronto. But then I'm in Toronto. Well, Toronto's a great city. I think Toronto's, from what I understand about their comedy scene, it's very much, like, you... There's a lot of working comics there. Mm -hmm. Um, Vancouver, though, like, I feel like sometimes when I have this discussion about Vancouver being a great place for comedy... The discussion, like, this didn't happen in a, a vacuum. It no. was mm-hmm. decades of work. Mm-hmm. So unless that keeps going and people keep creating and protecting, like, the spaces where we can do comedy. Mm-hmm. And also not maybe, like, uh, like it won't it won't last. It A lot of work went into the scene and it wasn't magic. Yeah. So. That's really important to make that work visible, I think. And we overlook that a lot. Well, I don't know if people are overlooking it or not because I don't do comedy, like, very often. Mm-hmm. But... It's certainly, I watched it go from being like one or two rooms to really unique shows, lots of work, mm-hmm. lots of people, also like the improv community and the stand-up community working together. And yeah, the alternative scene here is very strong as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's special here, because you can mm-hmm. be on all different kinds of shows. Yeah, I love it. We actually, we didn't bring it up in, in our episode that we recorded yesterday, but... Uh, we had a local guy win the Sirius XM Top Comic. Uh, Gavin Matz. Gavin Matz won Funny and guy. dropped his album at the same time. I'm like, this fucking kid. <laughs> he's a little kid. He's been doing comedy longer than I have, so I can't really say anything about that. But he looks like he's 17. <laughs> He started when he was, like, 18 or 19 or mm-hmm. 17 or 18 or 19. Yeah, he just very funny. grinds, 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 grinds. And I love that he named his album Premature, because that really heads off any and all criticism at the past. Like, really, five years of comedy, you're going to put out an album? Don't you think that's a little... Oh, I see what you've done, Gavin, you clever boy. <laughs> I just love that. But people do, like, like okay, well, let's. this is not a conversation specific to Gavin, because I think no. he's very, very funny and talented. He and sure is. I don't, I think that some people are just always very, very funny and very talented, and mm-hmm. they put out an album at two years or five years or whatever it is, there's this, there's like the jealousy in our community. <laughs> um, hmm, do we have that? I have it myself. Yeah. Like I, I struggle with it, uh, and I have like sometimes like really had like bad feelings about people doing well, and it's a really shameful place. But it's not the Gavin Matz. It's like the person that doesn't have experience that takes jobs and or starts a show and and ruins a room or <laughs> you know those kind of things. Like yeah, that's totally. really frustrating. But yeah, if you want to put out an album, fucking put out an album. Who, Do it. 
who gives? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't, yeah. You, anyone could theoretically put out an album. But don't get mad at somebody for putting out an album. No, and that's, that's, that's really something that I've been struggling with myself. Not the album part. And I, like... I don't think I've been doing it long enough to get really jealous. I'm still just kind of in awe of people who've been doing it longer. Um, I mean, no, I'm not a super jealous person, honestly. Like I, I feel envy for sure, but I never look like, oh, I wish you didn't fucking have that or something like you don't fucking deserve that. I don't really feel that way about, about most things. I don't think so. I, I try to be sort of generous of spirit in that way, but I definitely find that, um, that I, my criticism of other people, I assume other people have the same thing of me for some reason. So like when I am not being generous towards somebody, if I'm like, oh, don't you think that's like very obnoxious of you to go and do that and like produce something and then like, like say it's your show. And then that's, that's just, you've just done that. You've just gone and done that. And I I think that people would assume that about me if I produce anything and put anything out there and nobody cares enough actually, which is something that I've realized. And it's like, oh, nobody gives a shit, which is very freeing. So why not make something and put it out there? Yeah. Also, like in most situations, you're not doing the same thing as as other people. Exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's very like easy to compare yourself to another comedian, but that's not very helpful. It's not very helpful. No, it's. Am not. I right, Chris? Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We talked about yeah. The I would much rather like collaborate with somebody than like fight over a space. Or something. Yeah. Just like, let's do it together instead. Yeah. Yeah, I have or... a very preschool mentality about that. Like, let's hold hands and work together. Yeah. <laughs> let's make stuff instead of stepping on each other's faces. <laughs> Tempting as it may be sometimes when those yeah, negative feelings come up. faces is fun. Especially if you get paid for it. <laughs> this is back to... Back to, back prostitution. to prostitution. Yeah. yeah. You are a real whore. <laughs> yep. It's me. Speaking of real whores, you guys wanted to talk about True Blood. Oh. <laughs> Sexy vampire So sex. I watched all of True Blood every single season in less than two months. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. And Just full immersion into you. At least three episodes a day at times, like maybe eight. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wish I didn't. Maybe... <laughs> I had a horrible nightmare one night of dogs that had been decapitated and their heads were just in, <gasps> hanging out of trees and then also babies. Oh, And I was like, God. this is from watching this show. Yeah, oh it's God. pretty gruesome. gruesome. Yeah, lots and lots of, like, blood flying everywhere all the time. And you get desensitized to it to a certain point. Mm-hmm. I really love the characters. I yes. really love the acting. There's only one season I struggled re- a lot with, which was season four, I thought was pretty weak. I don't actually remember all the... Yeah, I think the That's jokes were very funny in season four, though. And the jokes <laughs> in the show overall are very funny. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly... Like, I can't believe you can maintain the writing on a show about vampires and werewolves and a fairy. <laughs> there's a fairy <laughs> in the show, too? Oh, yeah, there's definitely some fairy shit that happens. Oh, the funny thing, though, is the fairy dance. Uh, there's this, like, club where fairies dance, and that's pretty dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like, the dancing, I'm like, who had to put this in here? <laughs> I thought it was a great show. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to somebody who would have a hard time with uh, the, every time they click their fangs out. <laughs> like, you're watching episode... Against episode, against episode, like they do this thing where the sexy vampires release their fangs. They go, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> <laughs> but I love all the actors, and I, I totally, I can't believe I, I wish I kind of savored it a bit more because now it's done. Mm-hmm. It makes me want to go back and yeah, watch it all because I had a vein and you drank it all down. I know, and you have so to drink good. a little drink. Who is your favorite vampire? My favorite vampire is Eric. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's, he's a great actor. Yeah. He's so good. The Scars Guards. Yeah. The problem. There's so many Scars Guards. I watched um, Big Little Liars or whatever. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. And now I'm just like, ugh, he was such a good actor and he was a bad, bad man in that show. He's a brilliant actor in that. I think watching True Blood afterwards made it. Even. The thing is, like, uh, he's such a great actor. And if you haven't seen that um, HBO series, please do. It's really, really good. Big Big Little Lies? Mm -hmm. Okay. But yes. it's also like I, I, I wept Me too. out of fear. Oh yeah, it was yeah very scary. She is. So is it, he a molesterman? I, we shouldn't say because okay. that no. spoils. Fine, but I will he write is, it down seems like just an, an, a tremendous talented, mm-hmm. like a tremendously talented man. Yes, and then of course he's extremely handsome, but there's an awkwardness about him too, or like a humanity that is like you can't get away from by the end of that series. Yeah, and there's a uh, he's funny. 
He has amazing comedic timing. I was going to say that, yeah, after watching, like, True Blood for a while, it's like, he's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and the timing of all the good jokes in there are just, Go like... Team Sweden, I guess. Him and, him and Pam together are just, like... Pam is amazing. Mm-hmm. All the actors are great on that show. Mm-hmm. And it's... Uh, I think it's also one thing I love is that none of the women fit a mold. Mm-hmm. None of the female characters fit a mold. I can't say the same for the male characters. <laughs> um, to, to a certain degree, like, they... Uh, but, no, there's, like, I think men are allowed to be very emotional and... Yeah, it's great. So I'm sorry if you haven't watched it because I, 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 I had dinner spoilers. with Graham last week and he's like, I bet you wish you had someone to talk to about True Blood because that's all you do. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and now that's over and I'm like, I don't have anything. <laughs> oh, God. That was that was how I felt when I was watching American Gods, which is also like very sexual and uh, bloody. Oh. And so I was like, I really need to talk to people about this. But then you waited forever for the show to be done. So And then I was like, well, I don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> What a baby. But it was pretty good. Baby co- prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> baby hooker. Oh, no. Oh. That made me think of Mean Girls. You smell like a baby prostitute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lord. I haven't seen that in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I love that show. And then I read all the books, too. Were the books good? No. <laughs> I wondered about that. Yeah. How many books were there? Like 10 or something. That's so many. So it's just like, for me, I like reading the books because it's, again, it just feels like, <laughs> it feels like fan fiction, even though that's the original source material. <laughs> but then I read them after. I was like, ooh, more adventures with my pal Suki. And, yeah. And then I can just picture them as the characters from the TV show and just... I, so I still have, I've never watched True Blood, uh, except for clips of Lafayette. Um, oh my gosh. So sad that that actor passed away. Yeah. Um, but he was on Elementary. That's why I was like, oh, Shinwell. Anyway... Where was I going with that? Mm, good question. It's gone. It's gone forever. I've never watched True Blood except for clips. Except for clips. Oh, I probably should though at some point when I next time I get a terrible illness I'll watch it. <laughs> yeah, like I really enjoy. If I get it. mono a second time, I'll watch it. Uh, can, I don't think you can. Get yeah, mono some people a do. Time. Yeah, you can have a relapse. I think. Yeah. So terrible. So terrible. Yeah, the first time I had it, I was delirious for like three days because mm-hmm. I also had strep throat at the same time. So I had to be on antibiotics and, like, watch the viral load in my throat and stuff. So I was literally had a 104-degree fever for, like, three days. And my mom went to Blockbuster or to Roger's video, got me seven movies for seven days for $7. And she picked the worst possible things for somebody in fever dreams to watch. I watched, there was, like, a Joan of Arc series starring Lily Sobieski. Oh, I've seen that. And I was just, like, (laughs) I was flaming out with a fever while she's being burned at the stake. I was, like, it got its way into my dreams. I was thinking about it like, like you were dreaming with... With that, with, with True yeah. Blood, with horrible nightmares, I was just like, I'm burning alive! It's like, no, it's just a bad TV movie! So that's, she has bad taste, is what that whole story was about. <laughs> my mom picked bad movies for Called me. Called out. Yeah. She's just trying to love you. That's true. Baby prostitute. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, we're having a good time on your podcast. Your podcast. Would you like to take a little break? Sure. Yeah. Break? yeah. No, I don't have to pee. So I'm me about to pee. It's weird. <laughs> we're back. Burp. <laughs> that was a real one. <laughs> the fake one prefaced the real one. Uh, I snuck in. <laughs> and burped on your podcast. Bye. Yay. <laughs> we're leaving it in for sure. So you guys just talk the whole podcast? (laughs) We don't have any segments. How much have you spent on the Red Hot Chili Peppers? None. (laughs) I've actually started to come around because I've had to talk about them so much. And at work, we only have this one station. Uh, And it's the Red Hot Chili Peppers station? They play the same 100 songs. Wow. Day in, day out. So. Do you want to buy vitamins? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You sell vitamins. I sell, I don't sell anything. I work in customer service for a, a company, a distributor that sells, I'd say herbal, sup, it's, the the brands that they carry are amazing. Okay. So when I say herbal supplements, it sounds like. It's weed. No, it sounds like something shitty Dr. Oz talked about. Okay. But everything is like formulated by like a master herbalist and has all this tradition behind it. We're totally like down for that shit. Oh, yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Did you notice the crystals in this room? No. <laughs> They're here. There's a lot for my brain to look at <laughs> Yeah, it's room. busy. <laughs> my house, like, everything is has to be, like, hidden, else I get stressed out. Oh, did you Marie Kondo your shit? No, I can't. I can't. She... I just... no, nothing brings me joy, so I wouldn't own anything. <laughs> 
I I did. Someone recommended somebody who I know recommended that book, and I purchased it, and I was like, "This woman has a mental health issue that is different than my own." And it's I not compatible it. with it's your own compatible. mental health issues. But I do have a book that is about um, kind of simplifying life, mm-hmm. and. If anything I own is dripping with privilege, it is that book. <laughs> I got to the part where she's talking about how to organize her kitchen, which is, um, I'm a kitchen person, and I'm a cook, and I really like nice kitchen stuff. And she's like, well, we only have one set of plates. Not one set of plates for the family, but they're all, they're all fucking handmade. And then I started flipping back. I'm like, who sponsors this woman? I'm like, this person, where does she live? I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, she's very rich. <laughs> and she is able to have this aesthetic because of, because of that, mm-hmm. really, like... I would love to buy a $1,000 raincoat and have just that one raincoat for the rest of my life. But that's not my life. My life is I have to buy one that's on sale, and Mm -hmm. hopefully it doesn't give me B.O. I think it's great that people want to... Self-help is interesting. Like It can come in all different forms, and I think organizing your house might Mm -hmm. be one of them, and it isn't for other people. And I just... uh, Need to see all of my wooden, hand-carved wooden, wooden animals at all, all moments. Which That's would, very important. Would probably drive a lot of people crazy. But I'm like, well, I gotta look at elephant, and I'm really like rhino. So <laughs> you have a lot of wooden animals in your. That's house. charming as hell. That's very cute. You <laughs> know, my thirty, but they're miniatures. My friend buys them for me when he's in Germany, and they're. That's so cute. They're all along a shelf, and they delight people. That's um, very cute. Yeah, I like animals, and I like. I'm a very sentimental person, so I have to be very cautious about what I bring into my home or mm-hmm. what's given to me. So I, I have encouraged my friends to stop buying me things because I hope Graham's not listening to this, but he bought me a pair of socks. It's uh, like, I guarantee you he is not. <laughs> yeah. Good point. He's got um, shit to do. You never know. This is not on Netflix, so um, <laughs> he's not going to listen to it. But, like, uh, we've been best friends for years, and... Uh, I just scratched something and, like, dry skin fell off my face. This is what it's like to be 40. Um, two. And I love these socks. I don't know where he got them. He was, like, in, in the States somewhere, and they were they had guitars on them. But they're bright blue and yellow guitars, and it's a really nice color combination. And Hank didn't get out much this day, and I came back into the bedroom, and he'd eaten one, Aww. which he doesn't normally do. And I was, like, just devastated. Aww. And, like, it's a fucking sock. So yeah. that's my brain. So you're like, very sentimental. Very sentimental person. And you very can ascribe s- a lot of emotions to an object. Yeah, so that's the thing I'm trying to control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So by keeping your house a little more... And also, like, please don't bring me stuff because, like, I would never part with it in case you died and then I'd have to have this wacky thing in my house all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's... Yeah, I, I, my house is a very much a combination between the two aesthetics. Where I have a, I have some weird crap in my house, but mostly it's pretty, it's pretty organized. It's very like utility based. My apartment is like, is it useful? Then I have it. If it's aesthetically pleasing, that's a nice bonus. Mm-hmm. You're so right though, Alicia, about like the privilege to be like minimalist aesthetic or whatever. Like, yeah. my house is so ramshackly jimble jamble just because <laughs> jimble jamble. Yeah. Just because it's like, oh, cool. A plate or two at the at this garage sale, and like everything that like, doesn't match. Various roommates have come and gone and left things. Like it just like it shows that kind of transient, like very like movable life kind of yeah. thing. And it does feel a bit like a like a tent from a from a Bedouin culture or something like that. You know, like it's just it's just like there's such random things and beautiful fabrics and all that cool stuff. Yeah, we try to like make things aesthetically pretty without necessarily spending a lot of money it's just like just put nice drape fabric on it and then cover the yeah. pile of shit with like a nice but throw. it's not like <laughs> I feel very comfortable in, in your home and it's very warm oh. and it's very inviting and just like for myself my brain doesn't turn off very easily so mm-hmm. I have a couple of ways of doing it like I can the uh, like a lot of stuff around my house being organized and clean is shame based for me ah. and it's not um, can relate to that I think yeah it's not <laughs> I couldn't have the joy of feeling relaxed um, amongst clutter. I wouldn't be able to Mm -hmm. because of uh, self-value stuff, like self-worth stuff Mm -hmm. that is really, like, very (laughs) real for me. Am I good enough? Is my house clean? Is my... What if someone came in and saw... Yeah, this is the representation of my whole internal everything. Yeah, what if someone really knew the chaos or the hatred I feel for myself? They can't tell because my house is clean. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. right. (laughs) Okay. You came for her life. (laughs) Are you okay there, buddy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. I just had a a couple moments on the podcast just like, I feel very seen right now. This is uh, a lot. 
But these are things I recognize about myself, too. Like, I never yeah. feel like I have the right clothes or I am good looking or I am worth something. And so I could go into panic not knowing what to wear to work <sighs> where like or like, you know, mm-hmm. be devastated because of something that happens. Mm-hmm. Then it's so internal and it's so deeply rooted in like not only childhood stuff, but like. Oh, Other stuff that it's yeah like so when I come to somebody's home and it's like warm and inviting and fun for me to be in and like I kind of envy that joy of just feeling mm. good about yourself where I'm like oh don't you worry that mm. someone will I don't know <laughs> sorry I made you cry on your own podcast it's cool <laughs> that's only happened like once before though <laughs> that's just I relate to absolutely everything you just said and I've never heard it said so succinctly before I spent a lot of time by myself thinking about what's wrong with me <gasps> so do I yeah. I've spent a lot of time in therapy talking about it with other people and I keep coming to the same conclusions but not making any changes to improve my life that's why I just go see an energy healer now <laughs> I don't okay, somebody's, somebody's got to realign my fucking chakras or something. Okay, honest to fuck, though, like, <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I went to, like, narrative therapy, right? Okay. And I was having a lot of conflicting whatever and needed to go talk some stuff out. And I really didn't like it that much. And I was like, talking about this just feels like it's running in circles. Yeah. And then I went, started going to an acupuncturist. And I'm like, oh, I actually feel way better. Because I just talk about, like, the things that are happening in my physical body. Yeah. And sometimes talking about emotional stuff, but she's, like, manipulating all kinds of energy stuff. Well, you're acting also at the same... There's a thing that happens with, um, like, chronic pain, and there's this, like, discussion that sometimes happens, Mm -hmm. and I I have chronic pain stuff, but I've also been to therapy, like, for childhood stuff, and um, just life stuff. I really believe in it. Mm -hmm. But we act like this is different, we have we've come to like this realization that the brain is very important and like our emotions are very important mm-hmm. but to think that they are not 100% connected to how your body is yeah, reacting to life so every day it makes just as much sense that acupuncture would help you release and work through things mm-hmm. and also as an act of sort of self-care mm-hmm. like to be like i'm taking this time to go and do and maybe that's all it is maybe yeah. you just need a little tune up and you don't need to go talk about your mom mm-hmm. or your dad or the thing that happened in the schoolyard maybe I'm just over it. Like, yeah. I don't ever want to talk about yeah. my childhood with somebody anymore. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm not a child, and I have taken responsibility for stuff that's happened yeah, to me and what you're... I do with my actions. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's... Yeah, no, that's really hitting, hitting, again, hitting me where I live. Everything is. Uh, and I definitely think that when I go to therapy as an individual, that that's just what I'm doing is rehashing and rehashing and rehashing the same things that make me feel hurt, but I haven't progressed or progressed on them at all. Uh, I find it very useful for relationship stuff. Like, like my wife and I have gone to therapy. I wouldn't know. Off, oh God, I'm sorry. I'm just off kidding. And off, <laughs> off and on uh, in our relationship. Like we've, we've, do, we've gone like maybe four times. Of course, you're learning how for, to like talk about stuff. Yeah. And, and just like, we're really good at fighting the two of us. Like we had a fight the other day where it was just like, ah, stop, let's not fight. Can we just like talk this out? And then we did. And then it was fine, mm-hmm. like, which was great. So we never, ever escalate to the yelling part. It's always just like, well, Do you ever I escalate to the burping part? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I've actually diffused arguments by farting before because I'm really, really cautious about not farting in relationships. And so sometimes I'll Never do it just... in a relationship. I, we, I went six years into this without oh farting. God. That's how far I got. Your poor tummy. Yeah, my poor tummy. It's like pretty fucked up now. That's anyway. not why. Just because you held in a few farts. Buddy. Oh, I held in so many farts, Alicia, you don't know. For the listener... Therapy's really good, and that if you just had a lot of it, sometimes you get a little bit fatigued with the, the narrative mm-hmm. part of it. But please don't let us discourage you from yes, going to see a therapist. It's great. And also, do hold in your farts until you're by yourself and then let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> All very good advice. And I, I yeah, yes. so I, I really I do love therapy, but I, I also love um, other ways to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's really good too. If you if you focus on only one thing, you're only taking care of that one thing, and and yeah. also. It is, like, privilege. Totally it is. It's so expensive. And also realization. Mm-hmm. Um, also for the listener, though, and this is something that I experienced, a like, when I was going to Langara, I could see a therapist for free. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, went, I had a great uh, psychiatrist there. Great. Um, but also there are, within the, what's covered by the government, you can see a therapist once a month. It just takes a while to find one. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a, it will be a psychiatrist, but mm-hmm. it... it help is out there it just is a little bit time consuming so it would be worthwhile if you're a person really struggling with something to Mm -hmm. you know ask your doctor they have a responsibility there are there are options for 
care even if you can't afford it. Yeah. Because therapy is very expensive. Mm-hmm. I will uh, add a bunch of links to this post with uh, resources for mental health because I have a lot of links for mm-hmm. that. So I will make sure that that's available on yeah. this post. That's, yeah. It just feels like people, I think, with depression and anxiety feel very, very alone mm-hmm. or loss or grief. Like, mm-hmm. you know, usually with the times that I find myself in therapy is after a breakup mm-hmm. or going through the sure. process of a breakup. Yeah, and for sure. It's been super helpful. Yeah. Um, but I also am a person that will, has gotten used to navigating our healthcare system and it's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Like I have definitely shed a number of tears trying to get someone to help me for like autoimmune stuff and so on. So you're not alone. You can tweet at me. Be supportive towards you. Yeah, get a pep talk from Alicia Tolman. I'm good at pep talks. I should have a pep talk pep talk podcast. Burp, burp. That'd be good. I'd like that. Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, I was. That's beautiful. I was not trying to to like be like oh therapy whatever. But no, you didn't sound like that. I'm getting used to I guess getting to know myself and like what works in which context. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like in another context, I would totally go back and see the same person even, and it would totally help. But in other ways for, like, my general day-to-day, like, this other thing helps. And then this other thing, like... I love acupuncture. Acupuncture and, like, doing a major fucking overhaul on dietary stuff in general has, like, really changed a lot of, like, how I feel in my body. And then, therefore, my emotions are, like, a lot easier to manage. Did you guys listen to the Invisibilia episode about... I mean, the whole whole last season was about emotions. And there was one that was just, like, uh, it was, a I think, a biologist or a psychobiologist or something like that was talking about how our impression of emotions as being like this cultural thing that we learn is not entirely true. Basically it's mm. like every, it's really much rooted in the body. Like it's very much, we have our senses, our five senses or whatever to deal with the world around us. And we have an internal sense of like what's up with our body, but our brains can't handle mm-hmm. getting the 100% of the internal information. So All it's like filtered through this, like this really fuzzy way of looking at things. Like it's not clear what's wrong, but when, when you're aroused in some way by like fear or excitement or something vampires. like that, like by vampires, yeah. Yeah. Very aroused by vampires. then like, then there's like individual shaping of those things, which instead of it being like, Oh, culturally, like this is what anger is. It's, 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 you have the feelings and then you ascribe the cultural meaning to mm-hmm. it. So it was a very interesting way of looking at it. And it was, it really centered like emotion in the body, which doesn't get done a lot because we've got so many neurons in our gut, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's our, if you're not pooping or you're pooping too much, like that's going to fuck up your day and your feelings. Oh yeah. I didn't go to the bathroom as a kid. No, me neither. Yeah. God, this is like alarming how many weird mental things we have in common, mm. but I hated to poo when I was a child. Oh, I just couldn't. I just didn't. I had food allergies and nobody knew, so I just mm. didn't. But food mm-hmm. stuff is also another yeah. thing. Like food is a real, like has been a real tool for me mm-hmm. for finding balance in my life and figuring stuff out for, like, like I had depression from the time I was a child. Hmm. Food definitely played a role in that. But it's not the only thing that's playing a role in totally. it. But it's another thing is, like, okay, well, I get to... I'm a single person. I make okay money. Um, I have this kind of can-do attitude around illness, mm-hmm. which is really not helpful if you do not have that attitude and I show up. I'm like, we're going to make raw brownies. <laughs> 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 These raw brownies are going to put you right back on track. Uh, <laughs> eat the dates, like, bitch. <laughs> that's something that I think is like really helpful. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I've had, I've had very close friends and family members who struggle with similar issues and it's just not an option. It doesn't work for them. Yeah. Either it's not an option because of the kind of like you know, work that it is or the understanding, or maybe it just doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Sometimes people just really want to be sad about something. And... I don't think, yeah, I don't think anybody that I'm thinking of enjoys <laughs> being sad, but. Not that they enjoy it, but just that, that it's, they need to be sad for a while before they're ready to do something about they it. They also don't want to drink bone broth every day for a th- <laughs> 30 days to clear out potentially some weird bacteria in their guts where I'm like, uh-huh, sign me up. Give me that bone juice. Yeah. How many animals had to die for me to feel slightly better? <laughs> many. Thank you, chickens. Condense it down into a delicious, delicious. Mm, I just want your bones. Give me your bones. You can just be a boneless chicken for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's like so individual. Like, it is so individual. And like, yeah, finding that... What are the tweaks that can happen? Because, like, for me, going, like, vegetarian didn't really work at all, and so now I've, like, reintroduced meat back in, but then, like, cut out some other thing, and you just, like, tweak stuff and just pay attention to 
how your body feels when it's very good. My body yeah. feels bad because of everything I ate yesterday. <laughs> what did you eat? Oh, God. Well, <laughs> let me. I started out with bad, like, no, I shouldn't say yeah, bad. Yeah, we're not, not, we're bad. not doing I started out with, like, really sugary cereal because that was just what, what was in the kind? house. It was, like, the off-brand honey bunches of oats or something oh, like okay. that. And so I had that before I went to the gym. So I do, like, work out pretty regularly, but sometimes I eat just really gross food that Everyone I don't does. like. But I went to this party yesterday. Like, I ate pretty healthy all day. I had, uh, apart from the cereal, I had, like, a turkey burger and some kale salad, and, and that was all good. And then I went to this party and just ate pretzels dipped in apple and smoked cheddar dip for, like, oh, an hour and a half. so good. It so was salty. great. It was so salty. That's my problem is I ate so much salty food. Mm. Uh, I'll have, like, two, three dirty martinis in an evening and then wake up the next day just mummifying. <laughs> so, yeah, and I just like it just picked out on all the food that they had which was so good and then on the way home I'm like drunk and I was like I want chicken fingers <laughs> yeah. and so Tessa got me chicken fingers from Wendy's and they were so gross <laughs> they weren't good they weren't good and then oh, I had that's a disappointing when and you then I had a, like delicious trash it should be at least delicious the first yeah. thing that touched my lips this morning when I woke up was a cold sour cream glazed donut from from uh, the good people at Tim Hortons that was in my fridge I was like, Why this is a pastry in the fridge. This I is don't. That bothers me. I don't understand. I that love enough. a cold okay. sour cream glazed donut. It's really good. It's much better than when it's stale. So okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I had it cold. Yeah, and it's just like I was like, oh, I felt gross after having that much sugar first thing. It was just like mm-hmm. a punch in the teeth. So yeah. I was like, I really need to have good food available in my house. Otherwise, I want to just eat whatever the highest carb yeah, item is because that feels good totally in my normal. heart. And then well, it feels also, bad like in my guts. You've just woken up, and yeah. your body needs energy. So uh, there's like ways of looking at this that isn't. Well, I'm a garbage. I'm a garbage. <laughs> but you're having a like the problem with convenience food is that they usually they they've got a lot not going for them, mm-hmm. except that they're fast and they taste so good. But then you get into that relationship with like, oh, uh, I'm a bad person because I ate a donut. When the truth is, you're just hungry, and if it had been if there had been a smoothie there or eggs or whatever it is. It, mm-hmm would have, like, made you feel less sick. You would have eaten that, too. I would have. It's just about preparation. I then had an egg sandwich, so that was mm-hmm. good. Yeah. I uh, started the day with, with these grain-free, very healthy brownies that I've been making. So Raw yeah. brownies? No. No, not your raw brownies. Although I make those often. Those are just, like, nuts and dates. But, yeah, it's just, like, almond flour, a little bit of honey, and some eggs. Mm. And some coconut flour. Yummy. And some coconut oil. And that's it. It's fine. But, well... It's not like the best. <laughs> it's not the best. But it's there. And it's with a cup of tea. It's great. Mm-hmm. With a puppy like wanting to go outside, it's great. Chewing on your feet. He doesn't the only time he ever chewed anything was that sock. <laughs> One sock. That's too bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor sock. I shouldn't have left him alone for so long. Ten minutes, did you say? No, he just spent a lot of time alone that day and he's not a regular kind of dog breed. He's not like a the kind of dogs I grew up with. He's a high maintenance little guy. He's very, very smart. And little Lord Fauntleroy. He's very energetic. He's actually <laughs> he's a little bruiser. Yeah. He isn't with other dogs or people, but I would not trust him around a squirrel or a cat. Okay. Yeah. Where like my other dog was like he's so cute. Yeah, he's a really cute. Hello, Hank. He's got a real hairdo right now. It's really cute. He's a sweet boy. And I'm not allergic to him at all, which is more than I can say for the dog that I was in love with last night, who I carried around like a baby all evening. Worth it. Or super worth it. Same with me and cats, and I'm allergic to some dogs too, and mm-hmm. I don't care. No, but Hank licked my face and it was fine, so hmm. he's That's special. a real indicator. Yeah. Yeah. Graham uh, and his girlfriend Sally and I drove up to Squamish. And the whole time the car windows had to be open because Graham is so allergic. It's poor Graham. Yeah. <laughs> what a nice person for driving you up there. He's an angel. Regardless of. Yep. He's an angel that walks among us. Yep. It's just there to, just like that show with Michael Landon, Highway to Heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Highway to Heaven, guys. We've come full circle to like nice members of our community helping each other out and yeah. being kind. That's good. This is very on brand for us, this whole episode. It's yeah. Like, and you made me cry. So that was like, that's that a, was my that's fresh. You did a great job. Yeah. I was like, why are you speaking to the inside of my brain? No, no I like to talk about feelings. Mm-hmm. Me too. That's why we started a podcast about feelings and art and funny things and mm-hmm. friendship and love. Gross. Burp, burp. <laughs> burp, burp, diarrhea, puke. <laughs> Now that you diarrhea all over this podcast, uh, yeah. is there anything that you'd like to plug? 
Uh, if you like to hear a bunch of people complain, you can listen to my podcast. It's called Retail Nightmares. It's very silly. We it's interview so funny. artists about working um, customer service jobs, and that's a little bit broad. Like it could be uh, you could have been a waiter, or um, we've had some interesting, interesting guests and interesting times. It's on. on. Yeah, you have a great episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I do comedy around Vancouver. I'm working on a book, so buy that in 2019. Nice. Ooh, is that going to come out on Charlie's imprint? Yeah. Yay! And I'm going to um, buy the fuck out of it. Yes. Just buy one copy. It'd be fine. Um, I'm going to buy five copies just okay. to spite you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I know how spite works. If you see me around town oh, and I'm talking to a squirrel, that's pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. I, today I got in between a beautiful orange cat and a squirrel because I saw that the cat was pretty close to catching the squirrel. It was maybe six inches away, so I beelined across the street with Hank. And, and you ruined that cat's day. But he's... A, one of the most beautiful cats I've ever seen. He's an orange cat with swirly Ooh, marks on his Almost fur. like Bengal style. Yeah, and beautiful deep orange color. And then Robin's egg blue eyes. Oh, model cat. And he's not afraid of Hank. And he was enough to stop chasing the squirrel, but not enough to run away when Hank was just facing him, barking at his face. Bork, bork, bork. Yeah, Hank is not that big. Like, he weighs just slightly more than a big cat. Like he's 16 or 17 pounds right now. <laughs> he's a good boy. He's a real good boy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's it. Uh, that's all. Just whatever. I was just reminded that instead of urban wildlife, like my mom lives on the Sunshine Coast oh, and nice. past guest Joe Dvorak was like staying with her this weekend because oh, they're like best friends now. Joe and Joe. Yeah. And uh, a bear attacked her car last night and like scraped it up. Joe's Joe? car? Yeah. Oh my God. That's really funny. Though. Yeah. And a bear attacked my aunt's car. It, she didn't lock it because it's the Sunshine Coast, and the bear fucking opened the car. Yeah. Because they can. And then drove away. No, and then, <laughs> like, ripped the paneling out, ripped up the seats, and shot in it. I was gonna say, did you take a shit in that car? A huge shit. You know what I think happened? Okay. I'm, just gonna, I'm going back, like, if this was a true crime tale, and you could reenact it. I bet the bear was like, I want to shit in this car. <laughs> so, because he's like, this is like wherever, I don't know where bears shit, I guess the woods. But anyways, so he <laughs> opens the, the car door, and then he's in there, and he's having a great poop. And then he's just self-soothing. But because he's a bear, it's ripping stuff out. He's like, wait, where the fuck's the Charmin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, that's, the that's the actual truth. Is yeah. It's true that bears use toilet paper. They use toilet paper, and they like the really high-end quilted shit. I don't understand what's going on with people's butts. Like, every time I see those toilet paper commercials, I'm like, you need to see a doctor. Yeah, if you're like, oh, wipes clean with fewer wipes, you're like, mm. well, mm. <laughs> no. Yeah. Got a bidet. Or, like, the underwear problem. I'm like, if your underwear has poop on it... Like, there's, like, you've got a real hygiene issue that needs... You heard it here first, folks. If you've got poop in your underwear, don't. Yeah. And it's like, just oh, this is a common problem the average person is suffering from? God, I hope people listen to the end of this podcast. <laughs> but really? Okay. Again. On one hand, how many times have you found poop in your underpants? As an adult? Yes. Zero. Right? So what's happening? As an adult, I'm going to go oh. zero times. What's happening <laughs> We're not to asking people's bodies? You. <laughs> that they need this toilet paper, plus the, the fancy wipes that are not biodegradable. It says mm-hmm. you can flush them. And Don't I flush them. Thing, Don't you, you flush them. flush them. I also found you can't flush tampons. I found that out, too, so I just went and put a diva cup. Mine doesn't fit properly. Mine doesn't, mine I just doesn't deal with feel it. good. No, it feels it's like bad. Burning. Oh, no. it's like burning. Oh, no. Oh, okay. no. Maybe I have a slight latex allergy. Oh, yeah. Not silicone. A, I only have sex for four seconds, so I've never noticed before. <laughs> 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 I don't know what the natural Get out! break in this is. Um, but yeah, I was really disappointed in my diva cup. It's very uncomfortable. And I wanted, you know, to build a whole set around it. You really wanted it to work for you. Um, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a great... And then there's underpants that you can just pull on. Yeah. Thinks with an They're X. They're very expensive. Yeah. Almost. And I don't know how comfortable I'd feel about that. To letting, get, just, letting the Red River flow. Just let it go. Yeah. Knowing my body, it's like already doctors are like, this is a weird position for this to be in. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> just like, there's some weird... Same with the Diva Cup where it's like, mm-hmm. that doesn't fit my anatomy. 
which is very tight and sexy. Um, <laughs> if you're a man with a red head or a red beard, no, please contact. No, you don't have to be. Like, but it helps. A, no, it's the redhead thing is just like the way that I think of like Alexander Skarsgård, like just like, wow. Mm-hmm. And it's not all redheads. Like they're very good looking people that I'm like, oh, I saw a redhead today. Yeah. Who was very good looking. Okay, it's not <laughs> just and any ginge. No. No. <laughs> You've seen people not everybody is your thing um oh everybody's my thing oh yeah yeah, yeah. that has no. to be so hard it's terrible everyone's sexy it's exhausting no i'm kidding lots of people are gross yeah but i, and I, I don't have do stuff to them. a friend who is bi and when asked he was like it's non like it's a lot because it's you're at kind of doubling crush factors oh yeah i have neck problems from doing this so <laughs> <laughs> i am a i am a very i'm a very choosy uh, crush person like i'm uh, but it's crush the strangest slut. yeah i don't this have guy. a lot so when i do and they're weird like sometimes i tell my friends i'm like that person's not a good person i'm like but <laughs> i think he's really s- special <laughs> I think he's got a good relationship then, yeah, to Frank fiscal responsibility. Like, no, that's not a good person. He is not good enough for you. I'm like, what? He's like, he's also very dumb. I'm like, whoa! Really? Like, I did not. But his face is good. <laughs> that is a common thread. <laughs> he's dumb, but his face is good. Yeah. I mean, that sounds fun. That's live your life. Anyways, have those some panties. Money. Like, I feel like I'll get them. I'll get the panties, and then. Like, blood will just, like, spew up over the top. <laughs> like a tidal wave, because... That's exactly how I pictured it. Or, or like up the back like of a, my pants. Like, like an animated tongue, just like... Oh, <laughs> like, no, no, like, just quite. like a just tidal like, wave of blood. Yeah, like, you tuck your shirt in, and then it just, like... I do, like, a sex shirt. All the way up to your neck, but very slowly as the office day wears on. It's like reverse ombre. <laughs> oh my god, this feels like a kids in the hall sketch or something. Yeah, they se- they seem like they would make sense because of Ugh. they do make sense. I can't afford enough for the five day cycle that I have. Mm-hmm. Plus, the first day of my cycle is like uh, true blood, <laughs> like a case of true blood got spilled. Yeah, um, or the vampire got stabbed. I'm not sure. Um, so, like, I need, like, five just to wear over top of each other the first day. Because <laughs> that's reading the instructions. They're, like, good for heavy flow for this many hours. And I'm, like, mm, I can go through, like, seven super tampons on my first day. So how many pairs of panties do you have to wear at once? I'm, like, you have to, can only wear one pair of panties. <laughs> but then you'd have to, like, not only... You'd have to just change your underwear constantly throughout the day? That sounds so exhausting. Like, take your pants all the way off and re... I don't take my pants all the way off ever. I know, right? <laughs> Everything is just a system just a of snaps. <laughs> um, I think it sounds great. And I think it, the thing that's ideal about it is, of course, I think they're great. I would definitely try a pair on a not the first day. Mm-hmm. Anything to reduce the kind of, like, ha uh, crazy waste yes. that we have. Yeah. And um, I, like, I am really not on board with, like, flutter sleeves and all the weird shit that people can buy to wear these days, but... What's the what now? <laughs> and there's all this, like, very disposable fashion, that, and it's only oh, getting worse. Right, and, yes. like, I look at climate change and the issues that we're facing, uh, and I'm like, what? And then I don't understand how it's legal. Of course I understand how it's legal that companies can continuously produce these things that are not biodegradable, including feminine hygiene products. Right. Like, that a lot of them do are not... do not break down at all. Yeah, it's like a combination of cotton polyester for, like, a standard one. Um lined with plastic in a plastic wrapper mm-hmm. with a little plastic thing that pulls off this adhesive which is surely toxic to something yeah and like, it's all that exist? it's all a big plastic thing so you never have to touch your own vagina ever 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 oh, ever man if i could just get that right no like <laughs> a lot of hand washing um yeah like it's just like ah so much waste yeah I'm a, I'm a diva cup evangelist, but I've tried I've tried to like hold off on. Oh, you finally wore me down. <laughs> no, I think that yeah, I wish it worked. I mm-hmm. hope that they create one that is. I cut sure. off the little end bit, so yeah. hopefully this month will be better. Yeah, there are many different companies that make them now. There's like Moon Cup and get Keeper thing, and like like just give me one with a cool name though. Oh, uh, uh, what would be like? I was just kidding. Like, <laughs> I wasn't asking you the guys snatch to hatch. <laughs> the I, I was snatch egg. I was just thinking, like, Blood Moon something or other oh, to make God. it sound, like, really badass and, like, witchy. Mm-hmm. I'm over the witch thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Just, like... I don't need your approval. Yes, I do. I'm lying. I really need it. No. <laughs> this is what I worry about. 
A, I, it's like everything will get commodified. Mm, yep. And so crystals and natural therapies and healing things and also ones on spirituality shouldn't be marketed back to them. And women already don't make enough money. <laughs> So it just feels, and I'm feeling annoyed. No, this is a perfect cr- criticism of yeah. it. I thought you were yeah. like, it's stupid. Get no, out. I don't. <laughs> like, there have been witches, and women have identified with that forever. Mm-hmm. And it was something that we should own. But to see it, it's going to get swooped up in, like, a big marketing cycle yeah, and like, sold back to you. Like, like Goop, a... doing the thing about the crystals mm-hmm. and how one crystal can heal you of sexual put your, trauma. Put your jade egg up in your punani. There was that as Christ. well, but she did have a thing. Well, I guess there's, like, yeah. if you believe in the healing power of crystals, which I do not believe in the healing power mm-hmm. of crystals myself, I don't know that they don't exist, though. Um, I just don't want Gwyneth Paltrow ruining shit. Because mm-hmm. she did it for nutrition. Like, Oh, yeah. Like, she just, she's like, oh, this is a thing that keeps me painfully thin. Let me sell it back to women that can never be as rich and painfully thin as I am. So that's what I mean about mm-hmm. that. Not I'd rather actual... die than feed my children cup of soup. Oh, man. But child, what is childhood without a cup of soup? <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that that's the thing I look forward to the most on cold winter's days as a child was a cup of soup. Well, they were great. Yeah. Styrofoam, you get so like burning mm. hot. You always burn your mouth. Just burn that face right off. Yeah, lots of dangerous things. Now everything comes in a tube. Gogurt. Gogurt and like the chia tube thing. Oh, and, like, oh. <laughs> oh God. So much. And I'm people are trying very hard to be good parents and feed their kids the right thing. And at the same time, I'm like, it also creates so much waste. Yeah, because everything's in the weird plasticky. Whatever. And I have a dog. It's, like he yeah. poops between once and three times a day. And uh, it goes into a bag, which is biodegradable, but... That's not very good. Mm-hmm. I'm not a great person for having a pet. Should you have That's just... Very oh, wasteful. I guess. Yeah. But you love him. It's a very selfish act to have a pet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware of it. <laughs> I see it. I think it's okay. Yeah, I'm like not a horrible person, but I'm aware of it. Yep. Yeah, we get too much into the individual individualism. Individuality is important. The individualism of our culture that says that like, what you do alone is the morality of what you do. So that your pet is immoral or our waste is immoral. We're not looking at the whole big picture of like, oh, the fact that we allow corporations to do what they do. That's the problem. I think that's, that's a bigger problem, yeah. but also taking some responsibility. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I hate composting, and the reason why I hate composting is because... It's like it's just a dirty business of like dragging my compost down you know, two flights of stairs, walking around the edge of my house, opening up this filthy container that mm-hmm. never gets cleaned. Uh, there's rats in the back of our house. Like mm-hmm. it's a lot for my brain. Mm-hmm. In the summer months, my house was infested with fruit flies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had ants like crazy because of the compost. It just like. <laughs> I want to do it. But every once in a while, and I want to want to do it for sure. <laughs> All right, well, this has been uh, yes. your podcast. <laughs> just, you decide when it's over. God yeah, damn it. Uh, I got to take this call. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for having good boundaries with us because we could just go on forever. You're a sincere delight. It was really uh, nice to get you, to talk to you. Thank you for having me in your lovely home. You. And uh, it was very nice to see both of you. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for going on a journey with us. <laughs> like, Thank you for sharing so much of yeah. yourself and making me cry twice. One from sadness and one from laughter. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's the perfect combination. Yeah. Absolutely. It was like I didn't cry at all. <laughs> no, it's like I cried twice. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, feelings. Crying is, crying is fun. Let's Feels good. That's an ad right, for crying. Let's go have a really beautiful Sunday. Oh, yeah. Let's right. do it. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.